Welcome to ASHTA Resource Q&A. We're taking time to discuss construction materials testing and inspection with people in the know. From exploring testing problems and solutions to laboratory best practices and quality management, we're covering topics important to you. Now, here's our host, Brian Johnson. Today, we're going to talk about everybody's favorite subject, terminology. It is everyone's favorite subject, right? Everybody loves terminology, I'm assuming. And I'm assuming that's wrong. I assume nobody yeah, that's loves terminology. completely wrong. <laughs> terminology is usually the section of a standard that everyone skips, mm-hmm. even though they should not do that. But <laughs> it's really critical. The words, words are really everything when it comes to standards. Uh, because you need to know what those words mean uh, in order to be in conformance with them. We're going to cover two of the top misused terms today. And those are the the ones that are near and dear to our hearts in the ASHTO accreditation program. And the first word is accreditation. Yes. Brian, as the program manager for the ASHTO accreditation program, what is accreditation in the larger sense within the CMT industry? All right. Well, I'll give you the kind of the basic definition. It's a, it's a voluntary process whereby a third party attests to the conformance of an entity or company to perform certain activities, which is whatever they do, in accordance with certain requirements, like a published standard. So there's some key words there, voluntary. So it's something that somebody does because they want to. It is third party. So it has to be an objective process. The entity is judged against certain criteria that are established and documented so that they know what they're going to be in conformance to for carrying out certain activities. Now, our testing laboratories that are in the program, the ASHTO accreditation program, obviously are testing firms. So they get accredited for performing testing and being in conformance with our program requirements and quality management system requirements. So that is another big element for accreditation is there are processes that are generally contained in some sort of quality system or management system that also have to be conformed to in the accreditation process. And and a big part of accreditation is also that concept of continual improvement which is a lot different than the next term we're going to be talking about. Well, before we get to the next term that we talk about, I want to know a little bit more about accreditation and then specifically AASHTO accreditation. So AASHTO's version of accreditation, how does that compare to just the general theory of accreditation? Well, every accreditation body and process is going to have little differences with it because just like the companies getting accredited they have their way of doing things that are above and beyond whatever the minimum criteria are in our situation ashto is comprised of all the member state dot's and they have determined collectively what their expectations are and that is how we carry things out and what differentiates what their needs are versus sort of a general concept of accreditation is that they expect us to do a much more technical and thorough assessment of conformance than some would expect. So that means that we are making sure that those laboratories that are AASHTO accredited are 
able to perform every single test that we list in their accreditation directory listing in conformance with the standards that are published on their accreditation certificate. In addition, we are making sure that they get a complete audit of their quality management system and the conformance to that during each assessment. We aren't just sampling a few things each time. We're looking at the entirety of that quality management system. So that it, that's how we carry out things, our procedures and, and policies. Other accreditation bodies may not do that, but that's their business and it, and it is something that they do because that is what's expected, you know, much like what I just described. Whoever's requiring their accreditation is satisfied with that. So just to kind of recap here, so an AASHTO accredited laboratory has proven their conformance to program requirements of the AASHTO accreditation program, to the quality system management requirements of R18 and any other standards that they have. They approve conformance to the testing and demonstration of the tests listed on it. And they've proven those by an evaluation of laboratory practices, either on-site or remote evaluation of an assessment. And then the proficiency sample program and their data results from that, correct? That all feeds into the program. That is correct. In addition to that, it's uh, taking corrective actions where necessary. So accreditation, and I think this is a generally uh, misunderstood concept and not just in our industry, like across the board, that accreditation means perfection. It, it does not mean perfection. It means that they have quality management systems in place, that they are generally in conformance, and when they are not, they take meaningful corrective actions. And I think if you are realistic in your view of the world, then that is about as good as you can expect anybody to be. Obviously, we've been at this for a long time, and I've been here for quite some time, and I am a believer in the value of accreditation, even though I know that there are going to be times when uh, perfection is not attained, and sometimes people will make mistakes. But you can rest assured that a laboratory that's maintained their accreditation over time is doing what is necessary to make things right when things go wrong. That is a big deal. Yeah, I think that is. And I think that's a great point that you made about how accreditation does not equal perfection. It is a more equivalent that accreditation means you're committed to continual improvement of, of your systems. And that's another question we sometimes get is, why don't you rank the accreditations? Why don't you know, why can't there be different levels? Because everyone wants to distinguish themselves as being the best, right? Um, but accreditation is really about meeting certain minimum criteria. Now that that doesn't give anybody a warm, fuzzy feeling, you know, saying, oh, yeah, you be, you've met, you met the minimum requirements, so you're accredited. But those minimum requirements are pretty serious. So, so when, when we say minimum, that doesn't mean they're low. The bar is high, and the minimum expectation is that you're meeting that high bar or high standard. So that is something to be proud of and something to, to understand and look for if you're in the market for finding a testing laboratory. Yeah, that's very true. And for our customers that do want another feather in their cap, so to speak, to stand out, the ASHTO accreditation program does offer accreditation for ISO IEC 17025, in addition to the R18 base accreditation. So although they're not ranked, like you said, we do have another 
accreditation that you can add on by meeting those requirements and proving conformance to those requirements. So don't misunderstand that as being a higher level. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Right. It's, it's a different level. And like, like I was saying, that the accred- accreditation has certain minimum requirements. That standard, ISO, IEC 17025, has certain requirements. Some of them are overlapping with AASHTO R18. Some of them are in addition to what's in AASHTO R18. But in general, they're a lot less specific. That standard is a lot less specific than AASHTO R18. So it is possible for somebody to be in conformance with 17025, and then they try to get AASHTO accredited, and then they hit all sorts of problems because they haven't been doing all of the things in the specific ways that R18 calls out, even though they are doing their best to conform to 17025. And for laboratories in our program, you must be accredited for R18 before you can add on accreditation for 17025. That is correct. AASHTO bases the accreditation on R18. Uh, So that's an important distinction as well. So I think we've covered accreditation. I'm sure we'll have questions. And if you have a question, if we made this more confusing for you, email us at podcast at ashtoresource.org and we will clear that up for you. But going on to another confusing terminology that you hinted at, and we've had some episodes on this already, but what is certification? All right. Well, certification, it's kind of similar to accreditation in that it's voluntary and it is third party, some sort of assertion that a person, product, or a process conforms this certain specified, uh, published, clear requirements or standards. So there's a lot of overlap there in that definition, but it is very specific to a a requirement and it's generally not as wide ranging as what accreditation would be. So one example, the probably the most common one that people in our industry deal with is technician certification. So a technician goes to get certified. There are certain rules that the certification program has those rules are going to be in conformance with some requirement or it probably wouldn't exist. And that requirement is upheld or specified by someone because it meets their needs. So uh, technician certifications are often specified by people who want to make sure those technicians know very specific things. And they often have intervals for recertification to make sure that they are up to date on those very specific things but it is a very limited scope. People should never confuse a technician certification with a laboratory accreditation. That is a big mistake in many ways. One being that that certification doesn't assure that the equipment used has been calibrated, standardized, checked, or otherwise in conformance with the requirements of the standard that they're being used in. It doesn't mean that they have any sort of corrective action process When the technician makes a mistake, it doesn't mean that there's any sort of management structure in place to make sure that that technician is doing what they need to do. There's no reporting requirements. It's just limited to that particular activity that that technician is carrying out. So what I'm hearing is that certification is part of the accreditation puzzle, but it is so it is not equivalent but it's just part. So for like technician certification is one way that the ASHO accreditation program or the requirements that we are holding this 
laboratories to is judged, right? So, but technicians have to be certified in order for your laboratory to maintain accreditation. It can be. It, it okay. depends on what the laboratory is accredited for. So, certain okay. standards require certification. Some do not. It is possible for a laboratory to maintain ASHTO accreditation for a scope of standards that do not require any certified technicians. So, okay. so, so that is possible. But most of the ones that laboratories come into the program are seeking also require some sort of certification. Probably the most popular one is ASTM C1077 for concrete testing. There are a bunch of requirements in there uh, for certification. It's a little, that's a whole episode on its own because there's some nuance to that requirement. Another standard is uh, D3666 in the asphalt mixture area. That requires some certification. And ASTM E329 is another one. And we do have an episode that talks about understanding technician certification requirements. And that was season one, episode 16, that I believe goes into that. Uh, likewise, a product they have a certification. And again, that's a list of specifications that it has to be in conformance with, but it doesn't say anything about having any corrective actions, having any other processes that are around that product. Same with services or quality management systems. For example, our quality management system at Ashto Resource is certified to be in conformance with ISO 9001. Now that means that it has been evaluated for conformance. It checks all the boxes for 9001 and it's implemented correctly. And that is the limitation of that certification. And not only is our quality management system certified to ISO 9001, the ASHTO Accreditation Proficiency Sample Program is accredited to ISO IEC 17043. So we go through this process that we make everyone else go th through as well. But again, even in those two terms, that one is certified and then we also hold an accreditation. So I definitely can see how this can be confusing and these two terms specifically can be confused with each other. And I, I wanna point out that 17043 accreditation for the Proficiency Stable Program is a real feather in our cap. So is there any other terms that you have found that gets confused? Well, I will add this. One of the most misused terms that I hear is ASHTO certified or CCRL certified or CCRL accredited. Those terms are not accurate or, <laughs> or, or recognized by anyone. So I will say we also talk about in the how to publicize your accreditation discussions that we've had, how it's really important that you don't confuse and state that your laboratory is certified by ASHTO because ASHTO accreditation program does not certify anything. We provide ASHTO accreditation. So it's very important that, that those terms are used correctly when promoting and making statements about your accreditation. So if you want more details about that, that is season two, episode seven, publicizing your accreditation. Yeah. And we also have a document on our website about publicizing your accreditation. It gets into some of those terms, what to say, what not to say. And it is really important that you follow those requirements. And we even have a really nice logo you can use that says ASHTO accredited under the mark or logo for ASHTO accreditation. And that is uh, appropriate to use if your laboratory is ASHTO accredited. And if you look at that policy, you'll see exactly how you can use it. Now, CCRL does provide assessments. They do have proficiency samples. 
But at the end of the day, they are not certifying anyone and they are not accrediting any laboratories. I will add one thing to that is their assessments are often mixed in with the ACI certification process because they have an agreement with ACI to perform the competency evaluation that leads to ACI certification for certain certification programs that ACI has. There is kind of a mix of services there, but it's not a two-for-one kind of situation. So if a CCRL assessor is performing the assessment, you have to tell them before they come out there, hey, we also intend to use this for ACI strength and field certification, for example. And while you're here, we have these technicians we would like you to evaluate for that process. So they, they'll they conduct their assessment like they normally do, but then they will carry out the ACI component separately. And, and you may have noticed, Kim, that I was using the term assessment for what CCRL does. That is our preferred term. Mm-hmm. Uh, they say inspection. It's CCRL. Yeah, that, I was going to bring that up as one of those things that is confusing for people. It's confusing for me sometimes. It's confusing for our customers, I know for sure. So what is that difference? Can you talk about that a little bit more about why Astro Resource uses assessment where CCRL will use inspection? This is a somewhat controversial subject in our building where we work, uh, where both CCRL and Ashto Resource are housed, CCRL has been calling them inspections forever. They determine that that is the right word to use because they are checking equipment. They are inspecting to make sure that those technicians are performing the test correctly. They are inspecting records, inspecting quality management systems. So they use that term. In the accreditation world, assessment is a more commonly used term, and inspection is also what is performed in the field on construction sites to make sure that whatever's been constructed is in conformance with requirements. And we are often assessing testing and inspection methods. So when you say, I'm inspecting your inspection methods, that can be a little confusing. So I think assessment's the right term. CCRL thinks inspection is the right term. Well, and I'm going to say it's not just Brian thinks that that's no, the right no, term. No, no. It's, 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 Ashto, it's Ashto Resource as a whole has determined that assessment is the right term. And I will say, looking back in, in the history of Ashto Resource and formerly as AMRL, we did at one point also use the term inspection. And that was more of what we had done. But our services have evolved as like you said, Brian, again, in the, in the accreditation world, and because we accredit laboratories and firms that use <laughs> in inspection differently than what it was intended. So I think it, it does make sense for us to use assessment when you put it in those terms, because honestly, for a long time, I never understood the difference. So maybe we should make employees here listen to this too, so we can have a good idea <laughs> of why the history <laughs> behind this. I'll make sure this episode goes out to staff so everyone can be on the same page because I I hadn't thought of it in those terms quite as the way you put it out. So I, I found that helpful. So thank you. Yeah, maybe, maybe we should do that. Yeah. Uh, there's one other thing I wanted to clear up here. You know, if, if you're curious about our 
quality management system certification or our accreditation for the proficiency sample program, if you go to the bottom of any of our web pages, you can see in the footer a link to those documents. And that's another thing as far as, you know, we were talking about publicizing your accreditation. The best way to publicize your accreditation is putting a link on your website to our website where your potential customers or existing customers can view your accreditation certificate. Oh, there's another term. Yes, maybe we that, need to maybe we need to talk about that. Yeah, so it's an accreditation certificate. That is uh, also where I think some of those confusion is. I have a certificate, so I must be certified. Yeah, those are different things. There's also uh, certificate programs for yes. technicians that are not the same as a certification. Case in point, and we recently have had one-dimensional geotechnical training course where participants, after completing the course, will get a certificate, but it is not a certified program. It's not a certificate program, but they will get a certificate of completion. Am I correct in that? Did I say that all correctly? Okay, that that's a great question because there are actually requirements for certificate programs and there are requirements for certification programs. And if a some sort of educational program doesn't fit into any of those criteria, they can issue some sort of certificate of attendance, certificate for completion, but it may not necessarily be a certificate program. I know we've been looking into, you know, professional development hours versus continuing education units. And that's a whole thing because you need to be an accredited provider of things versus not. So this is just a whole big wormhole, I think, that we could have just gone through, or maybe wormhole is not the right word, but can of worms is what I think I was thinking. A about. can of worms. Yes. Not a wormhole, a whole can of worms diving into all of these things because words matter and how you use them matter. And especially when it comes to making sure someone is doing what they're supposed to be doing and is competent to do what they are required to do. That's right. And uh, we are throwing a lot of terms out there at you today, but we don't intend to transport you in time and space through a wormhole. I think that's what Kim was trying to say. I, there. That, yeah, no, that was it. And again, see how words matter where wormhole, not the same thing as can of worms. So yeah, definitely, definitely different. And I'm glad I made that mistake on the terminology episode. Yeah, so we hope you understand uh, some of these requirements. If you have questions, I I'd say for basic understanding, if you wanna know what their words mean, you can look in the standard. It, there are typically terminology sections. Where there are not, there are, I'll, I'll throw this out, in ASTM, for example, there are terminology standards, entire standards full of terms that are maintained by different committees. And they, have regular meetings where they talk about these terms that are included. And those terms are included in the terminology standards because they appear in more than one standard covered by that committee. So if you are curious about terminology and you don't see an individual standard, you can always search and find the terminology standard that's appropriate for that committee's work and see if it's in there. If not, the default is that it is the dictionary definition of whatever that term is you're looking for. That is the default. That's a little and confusing and it's hard to figure out. I mean, how would you know that? Yeah, I, I don't know either. And perhaps we can get into in another episode more into the actual terminology section of the standards where this episode, I think, is just the general concepts of accreditation, certification, 
and things like that. But perhaps we do need to go in a little more depth because as you were saying that more questions were coming up for me about the terminology sections of the standards. So perhaps we can get someone else in here and into this discussion as well in a future episode so we can dive a little deeper into that because that could be some usefulness for other people perhaps. I think so and I don't know what people's appetite is for the word terminology. I guess we'll find out when we see how many people download this but I will say that it is something that is really important and people should understand more than they do in general and I know it wasn't something I knew off just just on my own without participating in standards development activities. Yeah. Thank you so much, Brian, for helping us untangle and kind of get into what the difference of some of these words are and how they're used in the industry and how they really need to be used in the industry correctly. I know I've learned a lot. I hope our listeners have learned a lot as well. So thank you very much. Yeah. If you have any questions about this, uh, reach out to me or go to podcast.org and send us a question. Love to hear uh, what kind of questions come out of this or comments if you have a moment. So uh, thank you for listening again to Ashto Resource Q&A. If you'd like to be a guest or just submit a question, send us an email at podcast at ashtoresource.org or call Brian at 240-436-4820. For other news and related content, check out Ashto Resource's Twitter feed or go to ashtoresource.org.